Welcome to Fleet Safety Geeks. I'm Bob. And I'm Phil. And we welcome you to our podcast. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Fleet Safety Geeks. I'm here with Phil Mosier. Phil, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you? I'm doing great. We had a little break there for a while. We had some uh, travel and uh, conferences to attend. Did you go anywhere cool? Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, So uh, uh, obviously uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is beautiful in the fall, which fall is my favorite time of year. Um, But uh, it was for the NETS conference, which is the Network of Employers for Traffic Safety. Great conference. They covered a lot of good topics regarding uh, driver safety. I think that is the most focused conference as far as you know safety everybody there is it's just hey they're a bunch of fleet safety geeks bob i fit right in so uh that that was a great conference and then i went out to uh, tucson uh arizona for the afla american fleet leasing association conference and got to see a lot of friends i haven't seen in in, in, in a few years here because of the COVID shutdown so it was great to see everybody and again, there was uh, some talk about safety, which, you know, you know me, <laughs> uh, it, it was right up my alley. So, yeah, two very, very good conferences. Yeah, that's great. I, I missed both, and I wanted to go to AFLA this year. Um, and I actually won um, attendance um, registration for NETS at, at the INE conference. <laughs> and uh, yes. uh, I couldn't make that because I was traveling. I had the NAFA board meeting, and then I had mm. to visit some of our, our – um, uh, locations in the field. Um, so unfortunately, I couldn't make either of those, but they sounded like they were both uh, well attended, um, AFLA with a really good number. So that's great. Um, yeah. It's good to see people are able to get back out, um, start networking with people again. So that's awesome. Um, and you mentioned Ann Arbor in the fall. Yeah, I used to live there. Loved it. It was great. Tons of uh, different colors happening. Um, and that's also kind of uh, what we're going to talk about today, driving in the fall. Right. So fall driving, it brings uh, some challenges, and we, that's what we're going to get into. Yeah. So I don't know what it did in, in your area, but um, on the first day of fall this year, it was really weird. It was like a flip, a, a switch was flipped. Um, we had 80 degrees one day, and then the first day of fall, tons of wind came in. It got super cold, and it just settled in. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, we experienced the same thing. And my wife said, we're not going to have any fall this year. You know, it's going to go right into winter. And it sure uh, did feel that way. You know, but it turns right, out right. we're having a, a nice fall season here anyway. In the Philadelphia area. Yeah, no, same same in Cleveland. And, and this weekend's supposed to be beautiful. Hopefully we'll go out and, uh, you know, see some of the fall colors. Um, but but with, with that change in the season, it brings some challenges to driving. Um, everything from... Well, we're going to talk about trick-or-treaters. They're going to get in our way one night, so we got to watch out for them. Uh, wildlife is probably, you know, running around looking for the last bits of food before they're going to be, be done in the snowfalls. Those leaves that fall and the rain that comes, they probably get a little bit slippery, so we'll want to talk about that. And um, you probably had it already as well, um, a little further east and north than I am, but we've already had a frost and snow on the ground. Yeah, we have. So those are all challenges that we need to get used to. And of course, the time change, you know, everything's getting darker. It's dark in the morning, dark at night. We need to watch out for that. So all different topics we're going to talk about today. So um, why don't you just jump right in and tell us about these trick-or-treaters? 
So that's what, yeah, that's the first one I want to cover here is Halloween, right? So uh, the kiddo is going to be out there, right? So when you're driving, uh, please put the phones down. Please pay attention. You should be doing that all the time. This is especially true uh, this time of year when the kids are out uh, on the streets looking for treats. So uh, watch out for them. Now, um, the thing of it is Halloween night falls on a Monday this year. So uh, where I live, we always called the night before Halloween mischief night. And my brother and two sisters and I, we wanted always to go out both nights so we get double the amount of candy. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking that there might be a situation here because, uh, you know, mischief night or the night before Halloween is on a Sunday. Uh, you know, they may say, hey, school night, you know, Monday and you're coming home from school. So they, the parents and the kids may decide, hey, we're going to go out on Sunday instead. So you need to be aware of that when you're driving. So just watch out for them. Yeah. In fact, some communities might just say, you know, we're going to do this on Sunday instead of Monday. Right. They just might have different schedules as well. So yeah, it's yeah. something to think about. Either way, it's going to be spread out over potentially over a couple of days um, where you need to be careful as a driver. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And if you see a kid near the road, if you see kids walking near the road, just expect that they're going to go in front of you. You just expect it. Uh, and, and you need to know, so there's, I, I call it escape space driving, you know, like know where to go. Um, and you need to know where that escape space is. Is there, is there a car coming towards you or, going, or would you be able to swerve around a kid if they're, uh, if they step out into your, the, your path of travel? Just be aware of that and, and just be ready to react because I always tell people, you, you can, you can steer around something five times faster than you can stop for it. Um, a lot of people's initial reaction is to hit the brake. That might not be your best move. If, if you're aware, you're paying attention, you know where your escape space is, you might be able to react properly and avoid hitting a kid. No, that's good advice. Um, and, and if you're driving through a, a, a neighborhood with trick-or-treaters, it's probably going to be, um, you know, 25 mile an hour speed limit. Um, and I would even maybe recommend just doing that school speed limit and just go 20 or less and just mm -hmm. kind of crawl through the neighborhood and just be ready for someone to jump out. Like you said, that, that's correct. Uh, Bob, I'll relate this quick story. So when I was a, a rookie cop first year, I was working on Halloween. Here comes this high side pickup truck zooming up through uh, main street. Kids are up and down both sides of the street. They're crossing the streets and this guy is just roaring up through there. So I threw a stop on him and here was a guy I had graduated high school with. And uh, he said, you didn't clock me. I said, you know what? You're right. I didn't clock you. But he had big fuzzy dice on his mirror. So that's a windshield obstruction. <laughs> so I wrote him for the windshield <laughs> obstruction just because he made me so angry because of his just lack of responsibility to drive like that, especially when there were so many kids around. Uh, I saw him years later and he said, I deserve that ticket. He actually said, he admitted, he goes, yeah, I was, I was being an idiot. He said, you, you were right to, to write me up. And uh, I thought that was uh, pretty good of him to, to, to admit his fault, you know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah you, you need to slow down. You need to be prepared. Um, just expect that they're going to go out in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, like you said, you know, they're, they're, they're going from side to side street across the street. You know, they want to get as much candy as possible right. and they think that the, the entire neighborhood is their playground, right? Mm -hmm. They can run anywhere and just be prepared. Just know that someone's going to dart out in front of you. 
Yeah, and don't expect them that you know, don't expect that oh, they're just going to cross at intersections and crosswalks. These kids will no. go across the street anywhere they can to get to the house that's handing out the big candy bars, right? So, yeah. um, you know, just just expect that. And they're going to be like deer. Um, if you see mm-hmm. one, there's another one behind them. So well, yeah, they're, they're and we're going to talk about that later. Here. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly right. Good, good uh, segue into that one, Bob. Uh, <laughs> right. it's, yeah, but yeah, and and here's the thing: if you can take a different route, it's going to take you away from areas where there are a lot of kids. You know, maybe not through the neighborhoods, and you can maybe it'd be a little bit further for you to drive, but you can drive around that area where you know there are going to be a lot of kids running around. Why not? Just avoid the situation. So, so, right. so do that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. All right. What, what are these kids wearing? Oh, you know, yeah. They're wearing so, Halloween costumes and, you know, it's so, not going to be very bright, maybe. Right. So, uh, I mean, when we were kids, we just went to my parents' closet and pulled out whatever we could. I always wore dad's big shoes and everything. I was tripping all over the place. And I think back to that and I was like, that was pretty dangerous. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Expect that they're you're not going to be able to see them real well. Uh, they'll you know, maybe wearing dark clothing and things like that. Uh, and uh, so you want to make sure that you can see as well as possible. So make sure your windshield's clean inside and outside. So make sure the windshield, you know, people just, oh, well, I'll just run, run the, the washer. Well, it, if it's all smeared up on the inside, it's going to create a lot of glare and you're not going to be able to see at night. So make sure the windshield's clean inside as well. And use your high beams as much as possible, as much as legally possible. Again, just so that you can see those kiddos, uh, it increases your vision. So you want to be able to see them. So I mentioned the dark clothing and there's a responsibility of, you know, parents sending their kids out and the kids when they're, you know, choosing their costume, you know, maybe we should do a little bit better of making sure these kids are easier to be seen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Parents need to have a, have to have some responsibility here and even, you know, tell the kids, educate the kids and say, here, listen, I know that your zombie outfit shouldn't be white uh, with reflective you know, stripes <laughs> on it, but, you know, it's going to keep you safe because we really don't want you to turn into a zombie. You know, um, you know, um, have them have them wear the some, some clothing that's going to be able to be seen by the motorists. Yeah. All right. Um, what else can trick-or-treaters do to... to so, yeah, let's, let's talk about you know, responsibilities of trick-or-treaters, right? So um, I mentioned I used to wear my dad's shoes, which um, my dad, as my dad always said, he wore a size one dozen, which was a 12. Well, guess what? I wear a 12. So I grew into those shoes. But when I was a little kid, I used to wear like five pairs of socks just so I could get my foot in them without them slipping off too much. Uh, but that's not a good idea. That that causes a risk of tripping and things like that. Clothing that's hanging down that can cause tripping. <clears throat> so again, be be responsible in, in what what uh, is is being worn as a costume so it doesn't cause a tripping hazard. And I also suggest you know getting back to the uh, uh, being able to be seen. Make every one of the kids carry a flashlight, not just one. You know, it was like bring up the rear or out in front, leading away. Every kid, give them a flashlight. Just disinvest in a, you know, a, little, a little small flashlight so that, uh, again, so that they can be seen better. Yeah. Um, and, and single file along the road. I know it's fun to walk, you know, four across with your buddies and everything. But if you're on the edge of the road, you should not be doing that single file. Talk to the kiddos about that one. 
um, I mentioned about crossing at the intersections and crosswalks. Tell the kids, this is where you need to cross. Don't cross in the middle of the, of the block and things like that when you're in an urban area or, uh, you know, if you're in a, or if you're in a, a suburban area or an area where there aren't crosswalks or even a lot of intersections, teach them the old left, right, left thing so that they know that they need to look and make sure they have an assured, clear distance before they start to cross and don't misjudge the speed of a vehicle. Um, you know, if a vehicle's coming, just wait. It, just tell them, wait, be patient, and, and cross after it's completely clear. Uh, if there are sidewalks, use them. You know, that's why they're there. Uh, and then, um, again, I don't know about you when you were a kid, Bob, but heck, I think I do it even as adults. We, you know, you see somebody and go up and go, hey, how are you doing? And give them a shove or whatever. I think I did that a lot at Affleck. That's just this past couple of weeks. People come up and give you the old slap on the back. Hey, how you been? Um, uh, tell the kiddos, don't be pushing around each other around, especially when they're near the road. Okay, because that again, you could get shoved right out into the into the path of a car. And the last thing I want to say to to uh, you know, please, please, please educate your children. Don't let them eat any of the candy till they get home and, and can look at it. The parents can look at it. You know, you always hear all the horror stories and everything, and I don't know how much of that is urban legend, you know, razor blades and apples and things like that. But what I do know is that there are some bad people out there and there could be some bad things that are being distributed out to the kids. So have the parents, you know, parents tell the kids, please don't eat any of this stuff until you get home. And that's, you know, back in the day, and I'm talking, Bob, I'm old. This was back in the 60s. My parents always made us bring our candy home before we could eat any of it. And we'd dump it out on the table and mom and dad would look at it and then we could eat it. And they would always take a couple of pieces also. So Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Right. Um, when I inspect the candy, it's just because I make my own pile. Well, uh, yeah, especially the little, little candy say. bars. Those suckers are good, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and two, if, if you're a kid and you're trick-or-treating and you go to a house that's handing out apples, tell your friends, don't go to that house. Yeah. Who wants an apple for trick-or-treat? <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> hey, listen, they're handing out full-size candy bars at this house. It's going to be the most popular house on the block, you know, rather than those. And you, and you, have you noticed that the mini candy bars have even gotten even more mini? <laughs> right. Like, Come yeah, on, yeah. man. You're, you're chipping these kids here. You know, yeah, yeah help your friends. <laughs> All right, well, that that's great. You know, trick-or-treating is always fun. It, it it's, is. It's a very popular holiday. It's, it's one that's really kid oriented. So there's going to be tons of kids out there. So we just need to be careful. And this is for all drivers. This isn't, you know, this is a fleet safety geeks podcast. Right. Not a lot of fleet drivers are going to be driving around at night. Um, but this, you know, we talk a lot on what's going to help, you know, everyday drivers. So this is an important one. In fact, all these topics can be for everyday drivers. But as we go um, on to the next topics, um, you know, wildlife, um, hitting a deer. I mean, that's one of the most expensive collision repairs that, that you can do, um, you know, make as a fleet. Um, you know, you can clip one and it can be a couple thousand dollars of damage. You can hit one head on and you could total a car. So um, this is this is the peak season, especially up in Michigan. You were just up mm -hmm. there. Um, uh, I'd managed a fleet in Michigan. We finally ended up just putting brush guards on. Um, even though I still had damage happen, it protected most of the vehicle. Right. We were going through vehicles like crazy. Yeah. Um, 
So what, what can we tell um, all of our drivers, including fleet drivers, about wildlife in the fall season? Okay, so in fall, uh, you know, is, a, is I call it deer hitting season, and uh, certain states are more prevalent for those, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan. Um, they, these are New York. I mean, the states where there are a lot of uh, big deer population and a lot of cars. So it's fall rutting season. So it's rutting season for the deer. So that's when they are really active. Um, you know, uh, they they get kind of crazy. And uh, also, uh, hunting season uh, has started. Already has started in my area. And um, so that's going to be moving deer around. So there's going to be more. <clears throat> as a result of this, more deer are going to be crossing the roads, and then they conflict with the vehicles there. So. Be aware uh, that it is the most active time of year. And also at dawn and dusk are when deer are most active. So just be, you know, especially diligent then. And if you see those deer crossing signs, they don't just put them out there ambiguously. Um, they put them out there for areas where there have been a lot of deer collisions. So if you see those signs, know that this is a prevalent area for deer collisions and you better slow down. I mean, at, at, at least the speed limit or maybe even a little bit below that, especially during the the, the uh, times when they're, they're, they're around the most, which is, like I said, dawn and dusk. Um, so, you know, if they if the deer would cooperate and cross at the deer crossing signs, then it'd be a lot easier for us, but they never cooperated <laughs> with that one. But, uh, if yeah, you I see, often wondered um, how the deer knew that that's where they were supposed to I know, to right? It's like, <laughs> you'd see a deer like, crossing guard you know with a little sign you know like stopping the cars that would be great but yeah. unfortunately we don't have that um if you see one expect more deer are herd animals so expect you know if you see one expect more and you, again use your high beams as much as possible and and watch for those reflective eyes because uh you know they deer do have reflective eyes the only um larger animal like that that does not have reflective eyes is a moose um and, and you don't want a moose in front of your car um, that there's a technical term for that. That's called bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. if you, if you see a deer standing alongside the road, a lot of people say, well, I'll blow the horn and chase them back in, you know, um, it might chase the deer out in front of you. So avoid the urge to, 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 to blow the horn. Now, if you see like they're ready, like they're coming towards the road and you want to blow the horn, then that's a different situation. But if they're just standing there, let them stand there. You don't want to startle them out in front of you. Uh, if there is a deer in your path, a lot of people, you know, I said about a, a swerving to miss kids, but I would urge you don't swerve in these situations. I've, I've investigated a lot of deer collisions, and I've investigated a lot of collisions where people swerved to miss a deer and got into a worse collision with a pole or guardrail or running off the road and, you know, flipping over or even into the path of an oncoming vehicle, swerving to miss a deer or any other type of animal mm -hmm. hit the animal. I I'm an animal lover, Bob but hit the animal. But if you are going to be hitting a deer, again, your reaction may be, you know, pound down on the brakes to try and avoid the collision or lessen the severity of it. But the problem is if you're pushing hard on your brake, the front end of your vehicle is going to deflect down. And what happens if you hit a deer like that, now it could ride up over your hood and into the windshield and that could be devastating. So I would suggest again, avoid the urge to you know, if, if you're if you're going to be hitting a deer, lift up off that brake. And that sounds like, oh, well, how am I going to remember all this? Well, you're not going to remember all this unless you think about it now. Right. So, again, it's about you know being prepared. Um, so 
that they're, they're the t things I typically tell people as far as uh, trying to avoid deer collisions or trying to lessen the severity of a deer collision. Yeah. Two with, um, you said, you know, you said swerve to miss kids, but you know, if you're in a, in a community and kids are trick or treating, you're not going 45, 50 miles an hour that you mm -hmm. might be doing on a road where a deer is going to jump out in front of you. So yeah. it's easier to swerve or hit the brakes to avoid hitting a child, which, you know, hopefully you're not going that fast during yeah. a, a trick or treating, but on the road, if you try and make one of those maneuvers, it's going to, you know, have a, 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 a bad result, especially if you hit a tree or a pole or something like you said. So Correct. That's a good point. Correct. They don't move. Poles don't move typically. No. Yeah. Trees don't move. So, uh, yeah, not good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, basically just drive through the, drive through the animal is, is what we need to remember to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, that sounds really cruel and everything. And you know, maybe you'll be getting calls from different organizations for us saying this. And, and you know what, Bob, we didn't give our, uh, our disclaimer here. These are the, 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 you know, uh, recognized as best practices. Again, you have to make a decision based on your you know, circumstances at any given point in time. So there's the disclaimer, but that's what I, these are the things that I typically tell people as far as, uh, you know, the trick or treaters and deer and things like that. Right. Right. No, it makes sense. All right. Um, we talked earlier on, uh, one of the topics we're going to talk about is, is, uh, how the road condition can change really at any change of season. Um, we've talked about this before we've done summer mm -hmm. driving, um, you know, fall driving, we're in a new season. Uh, the road is going to change a bit. You know, we're going to have frost leaves are falling. There's probably some rain. How does that impact the roads? So uh, every road has what's called coefficient of friction, right? That's basically the stickiness of the road, the stopping ability of the road or the traction ability of the road. And if there are leaves, especially under wet conditions on the road, uh, the coefficient of friction drops. I mean, down to area you know, similar to ice. Okay, right. so uh, if there are leaves on the road, you need to slow down. If you're driving through an area where there are a lot of trees overhanging the road or leaves are blowing out onto the road, you need to slow down. And also, you need to be aware that okay, so you're uh, barreling through this curve, when but when you get midway through the curve, there's an area where the leaves are dropping down. This could cause you to slide right into the uh, uh, oncoming traffic lane. So just be aware of that as well. Again, you know, the old, the old uh, thing that we always tell people, Bob, slow down. <laughs> it makes sense, but it just seems that people forget to do that uh, under these circumstances. So uh, just be aware that, that leaves can cause a lot of, uh, of, of problems uh, if, if you're driving recklessly or too fast. Yeah. And then, you know, you've got a, a talking point on here about ADAS. You know, we've talked mm. about ADAS before, um, it's potential limitations. Um, it's not really designed to drive your vehicle, right. but an ADAS system is designed to be able to see the road right. to work properly. Mm -hmm. um, if that road is covered with leaves and we'll talk about winter driving here soon, I'm sure. But um, if that line on the side of the road is covered with snow, that ADAS system isn't going to work. Right. And if you've trained yourself to be so reliant on it, you're going to put yourself in a bad position. Right. Uh, and if the lines are covered with leaves, same situation, right? So right. Your, your, your lane keep assist or whatever that you've become dependent on to, to correct you back in the, into your lane when you're texting on your phone, it's not going to work real well. So, you know, the, it, it, it's the, again, we just keep, we always, always, always say, and we'll always, always, always have to say, Pay attention. 
uh, don't don't be too dependent on the, the your advanced driver assistance systems uh, in these situations because they may not work effectively just because they can't see the lines. They can't even see the edge of the road because it's all leaf covered. So um, you know they they don't don't be dependent on those systems. Yeah. All right, um, and I think we talked about this. You know, as one of the the bullet points, but. It's happened here in Cleveland. Um, it's probably happened in your area, but well, we've already had snow on the ground, but we've certainly woken up to frost. That's going to stick to the road, um, especially at night, right? Right. Uh, yeah. So we're getting to a point where, you know, there's going to be some ice conditions, especially on overpasses and things like that, or at intersections where cars stop and, you know, uh, you know, uh, condensation is dripping down onto the road and can cause icy conditions right at the point uh, where the roads intersect. And, you know, because uh, it was 31 at my house this morning, it's 35 right now. So the roads are going to be uh, going to be uh, freezing. So be aware of that and uh, drive accordingly. Just just again, be prepared. Right? Yeah. In fact, you know, we had snow on the ground, but in Cleveland, I, I know if you ever watch a um, a national broadcast of the Browns, and it's doing some sort of weird snow. It looks like hail, but it's not hail. Right. And the commentators are like, what the hell is it doing here in Cleveland? <laughs> you know, they don't know what it is. And then some meteorologist calls in and says, it's grapple. And grapple is sort of looks like hail, but it's, 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 it's kind of like frozen snow, but it's little balls. Right. And it, it falls down hard. It can cover a surface very, very quickly. And those little balls are like marbles. And even if that road is not covered in ice or snow, you're going to have uh, a bad um, experience driving on grapple. I don't know why it's called grapple. I have no <laughs> idea why it's called that. But be careful driving in conditions where um, uh, your road surface is, is slipperier than usual. So, yeah, yeah that's a fun I, one. That That is a fun one. So grapple. I've, uh, grapple. I was not aware of grapple. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. I like that. So you learn something new every day here on the Fleet Safety Geek. So right. <laughs> beware yeah, of grapple. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably saying uh, it wrong too, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. <laughs> uh, that's that's pretty good. Um, yeah. So yeah, just just be aware, and, and, and again, just practice some common sense here. Uh, when we get into uh, winter driving, I, I have a, a term that I I use all the time, which is seasonal driving amnesia. People forget how to drive in bad weather um, from one season to the next um but yeah just just be aware and and even if you're driving in an area where there are um there aren't leaves on the road or you know there are various you know um things in in every area of the country that come along with falls so just again be aware of the circumstances that you have in your area so that you can adjust your driving accordingly that's right well um with with the uh, uh, fall season, it's darker in the morning and darker at night. And that's going right. to change your usual routine of, you know, the seasonal amnesia, as you said. You know, we had plenty of brightness and, and uh, sunshine when we drove over the summer. And now we have less of that. That's going to impact. Well, let me tell you this. It's going to impact my ride because um, um, I, I drive east to get to work and then I drive west to get home. So I'm in the sun. Pretty much right in your eyes, right both, in your both eyes. ways. Yep. Yep. So um, it's adjusted a little bit now that the sun's in a different position um, mm -hmm. and it's not impacting me as much as it is over the summer, but it's also getting darker sooner. So those are really things that we need to watch out for as well, right? 
That's exactly right. Again, you know, the, the, what I said earlier about so that you can see, make sure your windshield's clean inside and out. Make sure all your lights are working properly. Clean the, wind, you know, clean the headlights off uh, every so often. Make sure that the, they're, they're working properly. Uh, and, and, and because of the different times for sunset and sunrise, you may be driving at a point where it is directly in your eyes So make sure that you have, you know, good sunglasses uh, to combat that and, you know, use your visors or whatever. Um, I, I drove home from work yesterday and I had it on my left side and it was coming in. So I just moved the visor over there and I was fine. I had my sunglasses on. But again, just be aware of that. And don't, don't wait to do these things until the sun is like whacking you right in the eyes. It always amazes me. You, you hear on the, 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 the uh, reports on the radio. Oh, it's a sun glare slowdown. Oh, they forgot that the sun came up. You know, so you see these people like reaching for their sunglasses just as they're coming around the corner where they know they're going to get, get, get whacked in the eyes with this stuff. Why not put them on ahead of time? You know, so you don't have to be reaching, which then causes another hazard, which you're distracted. So a little preparation here, you know. Um, another thing, you know, Bob, I, I, I want to mention, we talked about ice and snow and everything, but one of the things that really, really irritates me this time of year is when I see people driving with a frost on their windows. Oh, <laughs> I got to yeah, tell you, and, and people are going to think I'm a real tough guy, you know, uh, writing everybody up, but that was an instant ticket. If I saw somebody and they have like the little bitty spot right mm -hmm. in front of their face, scraped for the windshield and that's it. <laughs> That is so dangerous. And also because of the change in temperatures, you might get some fog on the inside of the windshield. So you have to run your vehicle. I don't want to, you know, excessive idling and all the problems that that causes, but turn the car on, turn on the frosters, rear and front, and uh, scrape the windows. And typically that's going to be enough time for the, the windows to clear up and warm up enough. You don't have to run your car for a half an hour to warm up. Uh, mm -hmm. But you might you might have to run it for a little while so that you can get the the fog on the inside and the ice on the outside to, 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 and, to clear it off. You know, not everybody that listens is is in an area where they get heavy snow, but in yeah. our areas they we do right? right. So if you have a foot of snow on your car, try and clean off the top too, Everything. because when you're driving right. down the road, you're creating a whole blizzard for everybody behind you with all that. And snow that is blind. a violation, Bob. That is a violation oh, in every state yeah. that 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 has has uh, you know has snow. That is a violation not to have that. You could, it's, it's uh, you know, uh, things flying off your car like that, including snow, you can be written up for it. So avoid the mm -hmm. ticket and be safe. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. Oh, it's just, I'm point. writing, I'm talking a lot about writing tickets today. I must be in a nasty mood or something. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, it's all important stuff that we need to know. It uh, is. Fleet drivers it is. and everybody else. So this is going to impact everybody. So we want to be careful out there. Um, we also don't want to avoid these tickets that you're anxious to write. Exactly. <laughs> I wasn't that much of a hammer. I mean, but you know, if somebody needed a ticket, they got a ticket, you know, it's like, yeah. just be a knucklehead, you know, <laughs> excuse me. So, yeah, I think that's about all I have. You know, it's one of the things in driving in the dark, you know, you can reduce your dash lights. If you can lower them down, it might reduce some glare. And then, um, uh, also, don't look directly in the headlights of the cars coming towards you. Look up and to the right. That's going to give you your best. Um, and, but keep the keep that other vehicle in your peripheral. You know, in mm -hmm. case they come, you know, start encroaching on you. But uh, yeah, uh, that's that's your best place way to to avoid getting the uh, the glare from the oncoming headlights. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, all good. Uh, all good points to talk about. Um, uh, this this could be, become a common theme with us, and when we have season changes is uh 
you know, talking about that season change, but really it's, it's really important to, you know, be aware of, of how your road surfaces are going to change, how your everyday driving is going to be a little bit different and just think about it. Um, it's going to really help, um, you know, keep people safe out there. Yeah. And, and I, and we, this is a general safety topic, you know, we are the fleet safety geeks. So I'm hoping that if there are uh, people who are following us who manage uh, fleet drivers, you know, maybe share some of this stuff with them to help to keep them safe and get them home safe every day. Yeah. Um, they should uh, all download this podcast before driving, um, put their <laughs> car in uh, Android auto or Apple CarPlay mode and listen to this on the way in. So yes, that would be very there helpful. You go. There you go. All right. Uh, with that, we try and keep these to about 30 minutes. So unless you have any closing uh, talking points there, Phil, we can end this one. No, I think we covered it, Bob. I'm, I'm hoping that we covered it. It's probably something somebody's going to say, well, why didn't you talk about this? But, you know, uh, trying to just come, come up with some just good general talking points that are going to help to keep drivers safe. That's the whole idea of this one. Yeah. And if everybody uh, wants some tips, we're, we're putting different safety tips out on um, our social media channels. They're on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can find other safety tips out there. Please follow us and, and have those tips available for you and your drivers. Um, and if you do follow us on um, different podcast uh, platforms, please make sure you uh, follow us so that you can be notified of new episodes. Um, we're also on YouTube. And if you can like and subscribe us there and be notified of new episodes as they come out, that would be great. Um, other than that, Phil, I, I think that we've, uh, talked about this one. I'm looking forward to Halloween this year and seeing all the kids costumes. Right. Um, uh, this is going to be a fun season. Uh, everybody's kind of back out and doing things. Um, one thing I will say, I know my neighborhood got really creative and they created these little, uh, tubes to send candy down from the second floor and it would shoot <laughs> out the tube. So nobody had to have any, uh, interaction. I thought that was kind of neat. That's kind of cool. I never heard that one before. That's yeah. Pretty neat. And some of them just keep doing it just because it is kind of <laughs> fun. It's so. fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but this this should be a fun season. So um, um, we want everybody to stay safe and enjoy it. So hopefully this was helpful for everybody. Have fun, but be safe. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, with that, um, I hope everybody has a great week. And we look forward to coming back with uh, some special guests here very soon. Uh, so be on the lookout for more episodes uh, in the coming weeks. Thanks, Phil. We'll see you. Thank have a good you, week. Bob. Take care now.